And that's what's wrong with many of us. We're incomplete of our comprehension of God. That's what David is saying. I have had a comprehensive view of God and our God is incomprehensible. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard, glad you're with us as we continue to look at the topic of praising God and when we really try and understand God. I think that we then begin to realize we can't. That's you know, right. there's no putting him in a box and there's no way in our little feeble minds that we're gonna understand this infinite God. Um, but as we begin to recognize that, it just naturally leads to a spirit, I think, of worship and a spirit of uh, surrender to the, who God is. That's right. The great uh, apologist Ravi Zacharias said uh, that a little boy was at the ocean mm-hmm. and he had a bucket and he would put his bucket in the ocean and then he would take it to a hole he had dug. And uh, the man asked him, what are you doing, little boy? He said, I'm emptying the ocean into this hole. Yeah. That's a great analogy about our inability to be able to comprehend God. It's like a little boy with a bucket trying to empty the ocean into a (laughs) hole that he made. We'll never be able to do it. I always tell people this, Steve, if you try to understand salvation before you accept Christ, you lose your soul. And if you try to understand God after you get saved, you'll lose your mind. (laughs) That's so true. Amen. Because there is no fully grasping and comprehending who Uh, he is. Of course not. And you know, you think about it. I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm going to be doing something on worship again. And uh, I was thinking about it. God can't worship. That's a great point. He can't. Now, we know what God can't do. God can't die. God can't lie. God can't try. And God can't deny himself. Yeah. But God can't worship. Right. Why? Because in order to worship, you have to have something or someone greater than yourself. Uh And since there's (laughs) no one greater than God, God can't worship. But then that means then since he is the creator and we are the creation, everything ought to worship God. And Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth shows forth his handiwork day under day and night under night just screams. God is real and worthy to be worshiped. Amen. Well, what a great way to uh, begin this program, just thinking about the awesomeness of God. And uh, I hope that does lead you to worship and to want to learn more about him. So let's do just that. Grab your Bible, join us in Psalm 145 as we continue, Every Praise is to Our God. Here is Pastor Ford. Burlington, brag about it. You saw the commercial. The one woman says to the other woman, this coat, $280. And then this other woman proceeded to tell her, oh, same coat, boom. And then a dress, and then another dress. And then the man said, what about me? And bam, she put him in a suit of clothes. Now, he didn't look as good as I look, but <laughs> had to throw that in, had to throw that in. And so they said, Burlington, brag about it. In other words, tell 
everybody what Burlington has done uh, for you. Uh, let everybody know that you get provision under the name Burlington that you don't get anywhere else, that you get value from Burlington that you don't get anywhere else, that nobody does you like Burlington, so brag about it. And then she said, see, I look Burlington, brag about it. Well, we got a name, a name that we need to brag about. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the provision we get from that name is greater than what anybody else gets from any other name. Amen. So we need to brag about it. Yeah, nobody can do for us uh, what he can do for us. So we need to brag about him. Yeah, see how good I look clothed in the righteousness of Christ? Brag about it. See how good I look with my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace? Brag about it. Yeah, you've got a name to brag about because everything you need is under one name. So you know what you need to do? Brag about it. Yeah, let everybody know. See, only the name of Jesus Christ can get you into heaven because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Somebody said, I got Muhammad. That ain't going to do you any good. I got Buddha. That ain't going to do you any good. I got Confucius. That ain't going to do you any good. I got Jesus. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to do what David said. I'm going to brag about my Jesus. Psalm 34, 2. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Psalm 44, 8. In God we boast all day. Is there anybody come here to brag about Jesus? Is there anybody that'll stand up, lift their hands up, and just brag about Jesus? Yeah. Is anybody going to tell somebody? Tell somebody what Jesus did for you just last week. Tell them. Tell them. Brag about it. Brag about it. Food on my table. Cloak. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. I've been to the hospital, but I'm in church today. Tell them. Brag about it. I was in an accident, but I ain't dead. Brag about it. Yeah. Brag about it. Yeah. Yeah, brag about it. Why? Because the provision under the name Jesus is greater than the provision under any other name. You ought to brag about it. Say, brag about what? Well, if I need finances, he got cattle on a thousand hills. I tell you all the time, he'll slay the cattle and uh, give you the money. Yeah, when we're sick, he's the great physician. When we need beauty, he's the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. When we need sunshine, he's the bright and morning star. When we need a wise counselor, he's the ancient of days, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. When we need a friend, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When I need food, he's the manna from on high. When I'm thirsty, he's the living water. When I need stability, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. 
all of the ground is sinking sand. When I need guidance, he's the great shepherd of the sheep who leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. When I'm tired, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly of heart. When I need peace, he said, my peace I give unto you, not as the world give it I unto you. And whenever I don't know what to do, I just wait on him. Come on, ask me why. Ask me why. Yeah, because they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Come on, give God some praise in the house of the Lord. Somebody got to praise him. Because Psalm 145 says, the theme is every praise is to our God. Come on, we're going to sing just a little bit of it, just a little bit. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise. Amen. Give the Lord some glory. I don't want to hear no clapping of any hands. I didn't already touch it. Clapping is for warfare. Open your mouth and give God the praise that's due his name. Give him the highest praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. We worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. Only you. Yeah. So if you remember, verses one through three tell us what? The manner of praise. And, and then four through 21 tell us the motivation for praise. So can't go back and regurgitate everything, but you need to know this. The manner of praise tells us what? How to praise God. And then the motivation of praise tells us why we praise God. Now we've already covered uh, in the last two messages the manner of praise. How do you praise God? I need you to be getting this uh, because I heard too. Now, some were visiting with us, and so, you know, I'm not chiding you for clapping. Uh, but since I just taught you for two weeks that clapping is a part of warfare and not worship, then I expect us to switch from the clapping to give the biblical praise. What was it? How do we praise God? How do you praise God? Verses one through three. Here's what it tells us. Praise is a voluntary response to God. It's personal. Praise is a verbal response to God. It's pictured. Praise is a volitional response to God. It is premeditated. Praise is a vigorous response to God. It's passionate. Praise is a voluminous response to God. It's profuse and praise is a vocational response to God. It's perpetual. It should never stop. We ought always praise our God. What a reminder that we are to always praise our God and a helpful look at what praise is as Pastor Ford just went through that list. Maybe you want to go back and hear that again. You can do that by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. And you can always stream a program or download an MP3 for free right there. By the way, if you are in another part of the world, we would love to hear from you. I'm always fascinated to hear where people listen to Treasure Truth and how they discovered this program. Visit our contact page at our website. Leave us your comments. Let us know where you're listening and what difference it's making in your walk with Christ. 
Our website is treasuredtruthradio.org, and just click on the contact link. All right, let's get back to the message. Once again, here's Pastor Ford. Now we're going to move on and look at the motivation for praising God. It tells us why we praise God. Here it is. Here's the rest of the passage. In verses 3 through 6, we praise God for the mystery of the greatness of God. Then in verses 7 through 10, we praise him for the magnitude of the goodness of God. Uh, Then in verses 11 through 13, we praise him for the majesty of the glory of God. Then in verses 14 through 16, we praise him for the might of the government of God. And then in 17 through 21, we praise him for the magnifold nature of the grace of God. So he gives us five reasons why we praise God. Now, I just do want to regurgitate one thing. What's that, Pastor Ford? Go ahead and regurgitate it. That is, I asked you the question. Let me see who listens to me. I asked you, since David generally tells you why before he tells you how, why did he tell us how before he told us why? Does anybody remember? Because your comprehension of God ought to grow every day. So as you learn new things about him, you already know how to respond to the new stuff you learned about God. That's why. So when you begin to look at it, let's look at the mystery of the greatness of God. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous work and men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts and I will declare thy greatness. Let me give you where we're going in case you want to fall into the arms of Morpheus. You can sleep but then you can talk intelligently about the message after the service. Say, what is the mystery of the greatness of God? He says in verse 3 that God is essentially great in his person. That's his composition, who he is. Then he says, verse 4, he is exceedingly great in his power. That's his character. That's what he does. Then he goes on to tell us that God is exquisitely great in his purposes. The conduct of our God, that's what he does. And then he ends up by saying he's extraordinarily great in his provision, that the care of God is great. That's what he gives. Who he is, verses 3 through 6. What he has done, 7 through 10. What he gives, 11 through 13, and how he forgives. Mm. Now I want you to see something. Uh, Because he tells us about the mystery of the greatness of God. He said God in his greatness is unsearchable. It's a mystery. Well, what's a mystery? In other words, it's designed to create a sense of awe when you come into the presence of God. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Uh, uh, My granddaughter, Jazzy, uh, was coming to church with us, so she came over that Saturday night. She stayed. I got up that next morning, and I had brought a brand-new brown suit with some brand-new brown Stacey Adams shoes with a brand-new silk tie and pocket square, you know, and I had hair then. So I I had, you know, I had my Beijing in my hair, and it was black. Everything was just done. My son had just done it that night. I was looking good in the neighborhood. You're getting the scene with my preacher lean, woo-woo. 
I'm in the mirror and I'm doing my tie, put my jacket on, and I got my pocket square, everything. And Jazzy comes in and she says, Papa. And then she walked around me real slow. I said, what you doing, girl? She said, wow, smoking. I said, oh, that's good stuff. She said, oh, a sermon illustration? I said, yeah. She said, tell me. I said, because you came in and you were used to me being dressed a certain way, but now there was something new about me. Everything was new. And so you were lost for words. You couldn't even say anything. You just walked around me, looked, and then said, wow, smoking. I said, that's the way a Christian ought to be every time we learn about the greatness of our God, that we don't have words to describe how great he is. We just bow before him. We just honor him, give him glory, and we say, wow, smoking. Yeah, that's it. That's the mystery of our God, that every time you turn around, God is showing us something about himself that we never knew before. And here's what he says. He uses three different Greek words. I love, I'm taking you to Bible study. That's right. Because he says he's essentially great. That's the first word, talking about his composition. He's exceedingly great. That's his character. He's exquisitely great in his conduct. Vance having the late great revivalist, I quote him all the time. He said, Christians have lost their awe and we have become awful. Hmm. And David reminds us every praise is to our God. Let me say it again. Verse three, the mystery of the greatness of God's person, who he is. Verse four, the mystery of the greatness of God's power, what he has. Uh, verse five, the mystery of the greatness of God's purposes. Uh, what he does and the mystery of the greatness of God's provision, verse 6, what he gives. Let's look at these and we'll be done. Notice, first of all, the mystery of the greatness of God's person. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Let me just say this. You know what the problem is with many of us as believers? We think that we have captured the market on God. That's denominationalism. You know, and here's the problem. It's like the blind men and the elephant. This is denominationalism. This is most Christians. And we're not exempt. They're all trying to figure out what the elephant is. So one touches his tusk and says it's a spear. The other touches his ear and says it's a fan. The other touches his side and says it's a wall. The other grabs his tail and says it's a rope. The other grabs his legs and says it's a tree. The other one grabs his trunk. Now, are they right? Yes. They're not incorrect. They're just incomplete. And that's what's wrong with many of us. We're incomplete of our comprehension of God that we fail to realize that you got to look at the whole elephant. Yeah, and that, that's what David is saying. I have had a comprehensive view of God and our God is incomprehensible. Our God is inconceivable. Our God is inexplicable. Our God is incontrovertible. Our God is immutable. Our God is imperceptible. Our God is immeasurable. Our God is inspirational. Our God is indescribable. 
God is consistently inconsistent. Every time you think you're going to put him in a box like a woman, he breaks out the box. Ever, any husband ever realize that? As soon as you think you know her, what happens? She break out the box. And God is just like many of our wives. Get this. God is so immense that the vastness of space cannot contain him. Yet he dwells in all his fullness in my heart. Ooh, that's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, we ought to stand in awe of the glory of God. See, 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let me see if I can get you to understand what I'm talking about. Let me use Bartimaeus as an example. Now, you can write these down if you want to look at them later. Matthew 21, 11. They said, Jesus of Nazareth. What did they say? What did he say? Jesus, son of David. Now, you got to get this. This is powerful stuff. The crowd identified him with his hometown. What'd they do? But Bartimaeus identified him as Jesus, the son of David. Son of David is his messianic title, which is the promise of a Messiah, who, the man who would be God in the flesh, who would be the king of the Jews. Everybody with me? Now, here's what you need to know. It's the first time anybody's ever called him son of David. Matthew was written to the Jews. Why? To show that Jesus was the king of the Jews. So in Matthew, guess what? You have more miracles in Matthew than you have in any of the other books. Why? Because there are 17 miracles that were to identify Jesus as the Jewish Messiah, and they missed it. They identified him, Elder Morgan, as Jesus of Nazareth. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Every Praise is to Our God. And unfortunately, we do have to pause the teaching right there, but we'll continue next time. You can always be listening next time to the radio, but if you know you can't be by your radio next time Pastor Ford is on, you don't have to miss out. You can always listen online by coming to treasuretruthradio.org and stream the program or download an MP3. You can also podcast the program or listen through the Moody Radio mobile app. And we've got links for podcasting the program or for the app when you come to our website. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, we often hear the word stewardship in Bible teaching and Christian radio. But how does that apply to supporting a program like Treasure Truth or Moody Radio? Well, I think we need to understand that uh, everything is God's by ownership and it's ours by stewardship. A steward is a manager of somebody else's things. Okay. And yep. so we understand it all belongs to God. And what we want to do is we have trusted God to provide us in our giving. Now we ask God to guide us in our giving. Hmm. And uh, what we do is we begin to pray and to ask. You know, we support our local church, and then we give to the organizations that build us up and edify us. The yeah. word edify is an interesting word. It literally means to build a house. 
Hmm. And when you yeah. listen to Moody Radio, programs like Treasure Truth and other Moody-sponsored programs, you're being built up in your most precious faith. And you want to make sure that that kind of thing can continue where you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that can't happen unless we have individuals who will give. Well, you can give online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.